We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you very much, Chris. 248-539-9797. Speaking of the Tigers, uh, their general manager, Jeff Greenberg, will join us this hour, approximately 735. Big uh, announcement yesterday. Uh, involving one of their young studs. 248-539-9797. Let's go to the phones. Mark and Shelby have been hanging a long time. We appreciate it. What's up, Mark? Morning, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, thanks. Um, Yeah, I just want to preface by saying that, obviously, I'm very happy that Ben Johnson's coming back. Uh, I like the creativity that his offense has. The statistical rankings speak for themselves. He's a very good offensive coordinator. What I've noticed all season long, and I guess it didn't get mentioned a lot because, you know, they were winning games, is when he comes out of the gate, he's very good. It's scripted. Everything looks great on time, everything like that. Coming out of the second half, into the second half of games, it just hasn't been the same. It just, it just hasn't been, and I'm sure many people feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he adjusts as much what i what i see with my own two eyes is time and time again they'll show the same plays that they've run in the first half and run the same play out of that formation and maybe if they show something different and run something different out of you know just keep them off balance coming into the second half i i watch teams adjust and all of a sudden they're just playing straight downhill the best example I can think of off the top of my head was the Chicago game on the road where they didn't have a first down in the third quarter, and I think they had a total of 75 yards in the entire half. So the next step I'd like to see the offense take is uh, I'd like to see Jamison Williams be used more to take the top off just a little bit. I like his improvement in the offense and the way they used him, but I think he's uh, such an explosive weapon that they could get more out of him. And that's what I'd like to see in the next step. I'd just like to see more expansion, more plays run out of different formations that haven't been shown yet. That, but that, all in all, that's fair. That, that's fair, yeah. Mark. I mean, I wonder, maybe there's just not enough time where you can have a second-half script as well because you can't script the second half before the game because you don't know what the defense is going to look like. Right, and there's a fine line between, you know, like you don't want to abandon certain things that aren't working in the first half. And so you need to be a little bit stubborn. Hey, we want to get back to running the ball or we want to get back to some of these things that we felt would work against, you know, whatever opponent it is. But you also have to be able to adjust and be flexible. And maybe it's not getting away from the run or it's not getting away from, you know, targeting Amon Ross St. Brown over the middle or Laporta, but it's getting there a different way, giving a different look, maybe adjusting the protection a little bit to give either more time or get the ball out quickly. So I agree in the second half, there needs to be more done to improve it. And maybe that's part of what Ben Johnson's looking at in terms of why he stayed. Is it, I, there's more I want to learn? There's more I want to do before I become a head coach? Maybe. Uh, let's go to Omar in Clinton Township. What's up, Omar? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Um, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just, like the last caller. I'm excited that Ben Johnson's 
stay because now it gives us a, a fighting chance to get back, hopefully get back where we were uh, last left off at. Um, I'm thinking uh, that the two reasons why he stayed was, one, you know, he already know what he got with this team he's with right now. He already know the attitudes and how everybody get along. So that's, that's, that's one of the reasons. And then by him not taking the other job, you know, I mean, you're not walking into an atmosphere of uncertainties, limited control. I mean, I mean, look what happened with Jim Caldwell. You know, he got fired uh, even though he had a winning record, but it was not to uh, Bob Quinn's satisfactory. And then here it is today. He, I think he's still having a hard time getting a head, a head coaching job. Well, yeah, he, but the Jim Caldwell, the head coaching thing right now, is, I, I believe it's a health issue too. That, yeah. that, that's one of the reasons. Uh, we have some ticket texts. Uh, I'm glad Ben Johnson is staying. Hopefully Aaron Glenn does too. But if he doesn't, do you think there's any way we could get Vrabel to replace him as D.C.? Uh, no, but that would be awesome. Uh, are we sure that Johnson declined? Why would you just instantly say no? I don't think. If he's not going to be a head coach, you don't think he still wants to coach? I think I think when you personally, I have no idea, but I think that if you were a head coach for a while and you don't get it this cycle, you'll chill out. You know, and then you know, I don't think you want to be a DC and then you know leave again. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think once you're a head coach, I, I, mean, I just I wouldn't, you're a head I, wouldn't, coach, I wouldn't just dismiss it. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. I agree with John. I wouldn't just dismiss it. Okay, that'd and be great. What, is, what, what do we always say? Right when it's make free the call. agency, make, make the, the call. call. Okay. Well, yeah, we're in the make the call season. Okay. This <laughs> is why in the wide nine, it's not it. You have to consider who are you going to get yeah. if Aaron Glenn is on the hot seat. That's an upgrade. Yeah. That's a big-time pay coordinator thing. It's probably a temporary thing. Um, look at Dan Quinn. You know, Mike Vrabel didn't accomplish what Dan Quinn did as a head coach. We all love Vrabel. We think he has all the DNA in him yeah. to be a good head coach. Right. Okay, but the bottom line is you got to look at his bottom line. His bottom line wasn't as good as Dan Quinn. And Dan Quinn's had to sit there and – and, and go back to coordinating. There's only 32 of these. That's I, why, yeah. I'm, well, well, Dan, that's why Dan I'm surprised Quinn, Ben Johnson Dan Quinn did. was a head coach, too, and then he went back to being a coordinator. Yeah. Right, I know. And he's and, more accomplished And, and, then, and then he was offered a head coaching job, and he turned it down last year to stay as a D.C. So, yeah, I, know. I mean, that's, I, 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 that's why I was – I, I kind of raised an eyebrow, and I went, okay. why would you just immediately dismiss that? I don't Because I don't think he would pers- – I just don't think he would do it. Let me throw another one I'm not at just you. You're you, guys right. are, you guys are going to fall off your rocker when I say it. Okay, I'm going to put my seatbelt on. But why not? Make the call. Pete Carroll. He has a proven track record. He's I, got I, DC. That's his DNA. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss it. Um, a little more wild, I would Well, admit. if you're going there, go Belichick. Why not? We always we talked about the Saban thing and laughed about about if Saban yeah. had stayed the coach about Belichick <laughs> right. just going to be in the coordinator because right. that's all he wants to do is just be a defensive coach again. Yeah. So the difference between making the call to Vrabel versus both Pete Carroll and Belichick is years of service. Yeah, like Belichick obviously and 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 accomplishments. Could he be an assistant coach? I don't think so. Pete Carroll, I think that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, he's obviously not going to get he's not going to get the head job in Seattle, um, and I don't think he's in the running for for Washington. No. So if he wants to stay in the game and possibly become a head coach again, and maybe the head coaching days are done, 
But if he still wants to coach, maybe be a DC. Okay. I would say no because a he's a snake, and I think he would maybe potentially connive to try to get into a head coaching job here if things went south. I mean, look what he did out in San, or L.A. He was, yeah. trying, he was trying to pivot into trying to get the Chargers to, uh, exactly. yes. you know. Allegedly, that's true. I would say no to that. I'm just saying he has the but, credentials. But again, you you, you got to make the call. I think Vrabel, that one would be very enticing. If and only if Aaron Glenn is, Correct. is, is a head man, which, you know, who knows if it's Seattle, who knows if it's Washington. 248-539-9797. Um, are we sure that Johnson declined? If he were not interested, why interview at all? Well, maybe after the interviews is when he declined because he did interviews last year and did the same thing. Right, and and now that he's finally had a chance, he's looking. Uh, you know, he did some interviews last week. They go to play the game, and now he is taking a deeper look at what is it that Washington provides me. What are the options it provides me there? Same thing with Seattle. And if he doesn't like those, then you remove your name. I think he woke up yesterday and. It just felt there's unfinished business. Probably. And he didn't care that he's turning down potentially one of the 32. It's only 32 of these jobs. Right. There's only 32 of them, but he had options last year. He's got options this year. He'll have options next year. He's betting on himself, and he's also, like, he's 37. He's been a coordinator for two years. Very successful two years. But is there more that he still wants to learn from Dan Campbell? And we, we, we've, Gov, you and I have asked this question. Is it Dan Campbell's offense? And, you know, and, and does, is there more? Because Dan Campbell obviously learned a lot from Parcells. He learned a lot from Sean Payton. And he spent five years with Sean Payton. How much of this offense and the style of calling it and the, 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 the way that they're running it, how they're doing things? Is, is Ben Johnson looking at this going, you know what, I still have more to learn from Dan Campbell so that when I do take that job, I'm more prepared to have success? I think all those things factored in, but I still sure. think the number one reason was he woke up yesterday morning and uh, he, looked he wants and said, to finish the deal here. Well, and he also looked and said, you know, what do I have a chance to win a Super Bowl next year if I go to Washington? No. Do I have a chance to win a Super Bowl if I go to Seattle? Probably not. Better right. odds there than in Washington. Do I have a chance to win a Super Bowl next year with the Detroit Lions? Yes. That's my best chance. Something special is happening here, yeah. too. Right. I think he realizes that. I think, uh, yeah. He, he, I think he said that, or yeah. at least that's what people think. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. I'm sneezing sneezing a, bit. a bit over there. Yeah. Pete and Chesterfield, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, most of the guys, John, you've been on fire today on this coaching thing, man. Everything you've said has been pretty much dead nuts. Um, they, the whole thing with the third quarter is the only thing that bothers me with Ben Johnson. He's he is good. He's very good, and keeping him on the in the um, fold has the continuity and keeps the team in a place to advance again. But the whole third quarter thing—it's not just the Chicago game, guys. It's pretty much every game. And uh, once you get to halftime. That's where the real coaching comes in. You know, so you can hang in there, make adjustments at halftime, you can win the game. And to go from scoring like 21 points and being an A-plus offense to being a D-minus in the second half, it's a huge fall-off. That's coaching. Well, let me, let me ask you this question, and John can answer this as well because you've played the game. If you're, if you're buzzing and humming at halftime, why are you making adjustments? Well, 
you, because you're getting your ass beat. I'm sorry, John. No, 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 no you're no, not. No, I'm no, saying you're, the, yeah, the, yeah, but if things are going along, right? Uh, and and I think Pete is is what he's talking about is even though you might be buzzing along, and if you're not, you've got to make those adjustments right. because do you think that the opponent's not going to make adjustments? I, I know you've but, got to assume some of those. Okay, right. what's the counter to what I'm doing? Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they are making adjustments, uh, and they don't need to. I mean, they, and they don't need to. But but working. yeah, you're right. Obviously. There's a problem in the third quarter. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but you can tweak things, and everyone, every coach knows what is the kryptonite to this play. What's the kryptonite to what I'm trying to do? So you go into halftime, all right, everything's working. You don't want to get away from that, but no. you also want to tweak it enough to where you're providing a new look. Sometimes it's personnel. Sometimes it's motion. Sometimes it's it's just how you're calling the play and in what order. Uh, some more ticket text. I feel like Johnson came back because there was a disconnect between the team's actual interest, meaning Washington, and the amount of interest the media said there was. If Washington actually wanted them, they would have paid them. Not necessarily. There were other, they were interviewing some other people. People just said he was the favorite. There are also things that, and, and, and it's rare because a lot of people will just simply jump at the money. But if Ben Johnson is, and, and this is, okay, let's just look at this in a vacuum. If he is simply looking at it as what is best for me and the long game, because it's it's really hard to get, uh, uh, you know, especially young coaches, young players to look at the long game. What is best for my future success? And if that is spend another year here because I'm waiting for Kansas City, maybe I'm waiting for that perfect job that already has somebody established and a coach is just simply going to retire. And, and all of a sudden, you could step in and your future prospects are better. Yeah. Maybe he wants to go to Dallas. If they, if they screw up next year. Who the hell knows? Our telephone number is 248-539-9797. Hey, the slippery winter season is upon us, unfortunately. So whether your injury is a result of an auto accident or a slip and fall during the winter months, there's only one attorney out there who can give you the best personal service you need and deserve and that's injury attorney David Femininio. I've told you before, if you're injured in Michigan, you need to call David Femininio to get David and get paid. David can be reached anytime on his website. That's getdavidgetpaid.com, or you can give him a call directly at 855-65-CRASH. That website, again, getdavidgetpaid.com, or on the phone at 855-65. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Five, crash. Congratulations to Tom Izzo. Win number 700 last night yeah. on his uh, 69th birthday. Congratulations, Coach. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they defeat Michigan 81-62. Not a good start for the Spartans. They were down at the half 35-33 as Michigan shot 60%. But the second half was all Spartans. Jay Nakin's career high, 23 points. They shot 60% uh, in the in the second half. Uh, and they win the game, like I said, 81-62. Uh, the Spartans are now 13-8 and overall, 5-5 five and five in conference play. They have a very favorable schedule most of the, uh, the next seven games, so they should rack up a lot of wins. Michigan, on the other hand, 7-14, 2-8 and eight 
in Big Ten play. Both the Red Wings and Pistons in action tonight. The Pistons are in Cleveland, and the uh, you'll hear them on uh, 950, and then the Red Wings home against the Ottawa Senators. Last game before the All-Star break and the Wings' little bye. So uh, last time the Wings will be playing a regular season game till February 10th, and that's the Little Caesars Arena tonight. All right. 248-539-9797. Talking to you know, Ben Johnson and, you know, what's ahead for the Lions. What, what's their next win in the postseason? It was a big win yesterday. Big yeah. day yesterday after such a crappy Sunday. Uh, let's go to uh, Adam in Dearborn. What's going on, Adam? Hey, how you, how you doing? Um, good. Good morning. Good. Good how morning. You? Uh, David said not Dearborn. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Ben Johnson's sticking around for uh, a good reason. I think there's one there's one job or one coaching position as a group head coach, de- uh, defense coordinator, offensive coordinator, that is going to have the the status after a Super Bowl victory. We're the only team that's never been to the Super Bowl. Uh, the original teams. We're the only team that definitely hasn't won one. So if you win one here, you get legendary status. And you don't get that anywhere else. You get that here in Detroit. And I think that's one of the things that they're building. The team that the team that sticks around here and that pushes and fights for each other, it's actually history being made. You don't get that everywhere else. Everyone else has notches on the belt. Well, the legendary status will be for Dan Campbell. Yes. And the 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 part of the story will be because he he made the decision to come back last year, as making the decision to come back this year. It will be part of the story. And people will remember Ben Johnson as offensive coordinator more than they would other offensive coordinators. Correct, because he's he's innovative, and the offense is so good. But I don't think – I'm going to stay because I want to be legendary. No, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I mean, yeah, he's staying. He wants to uh, – I think well, status does, does so, well, so, well, play the Super Bowl, it. yes, but I don't think he's – that's no reason not to take a, a, a job, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, worrying about where you're going to stand in, in, in legends? No. I think it's just, again, he right. he has invested so much into this and yeah. it, it was so successful that I think it's really hard to walk away from Yeah, I, right now. That's correct. And I also think the jobs that are available. Look, if the Kansas City Chiefs job was open, I think you might have a different thought. Yeah. You, know, you attach yourself to Patrick Mahomes for the next seven, eight years. And what type of conversation, because players are going to talk to coaches, coaches are going to talk to coaches. What type of conversation did Brad Holmes and Sheila have with Ben Johnson? Hey, if you stay, we're going to do this for you. Right. And, 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 you know, I don't know what those are. Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, what was that conversation like? Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, what was that conversation like? Because Ben, uh, um, when you're looking at Jared Goff and the numbers that he's been able to put up, the way that he is playing, he is playing better than he has in his entire career. Yeah. And, you know, what was it? Hey, if you come back and and we make another run at this, this is what I – these are my plans as well. Like, and, and you're going down a rabbit hole there, and nobody knows what those conversations are, but I guarantee you those have taken place. Maybe and the, the two jobs were Washington, obviously, but maybe Seattle. Yeah. And – you got to be careful what you attach yourself to. Look at the QBs right now. There is no QB situation in both those. Geno's played well, but that's a temporary thing. Come on, Drew Locke, baby. Isn't yeah, he? I, no, and but, and but I said the buyer beware lesson learned here is look at Brian Dayball. Right. He got he got attached to Danny Jones, and it's going to ruin him. Well, it's, but here's the other thing in terms of the Seattle job. Why I would be enticed 
by looking at the Seattle job is you've got a decent defense. You got some bones there that you can continue to build with. You they've they've built on the offensive line. Their wide you've got receivers a are really good. That's yeah, their wide receivers are really good. You got a quarterback that's not horrific. All right, he's he's all right, and he's under contract. Yeah, but he's so old. you could uh, yeah. I, but, but here's my point: is you can go and draft your guy, yes. and then you get a chance to let him sit for a year, learn your system, you get to develop him, and in the meantime, you don't have to sit there and go, well, I don't have to start a rookie quarterback, and, and I have a quarterback that we can go out there and win eight, nine, maybe ten with. And he's got a great running back. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, he's got a good, good one-two punch the out there. Yeah, yes, exactly. Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, exactly. And they're in a situation where they, hey, they can, they can draft J.J. <laughs> for those or a quarterback yes i know just kidding uh maybe in 37 it's a ticket text he didn't want to go to go coach a crappy team and then never have another chance and be a coordinator for the next 30 years like a lot of the coaches who never get another chance after they get put in a bad situation play in the long game that's true there's no doubt about that however just you know most coaching uh opportunities most not all are there because the team stinks I mean, most of them. But look at it. Like, Dayball, that's why I brought him up. He's so, he was a hot commodity, but he attached himself to the wrong situation. Uh, Rob in Clinton Township. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Good. 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 Um, so, first of all, I like the conversation that y'all are having right now about, uh, like, all the different systems that they could have gone to. I Real quick, I do want to add, I would have been re- very interested to see what Ben Johnson would have done if Caleb Williams, if they ended up figuring out a way to dra- uh, trade up to number one to get him. That would have been very interesting for me. Now, um, I like the fact that he is staying because as great of an offensive coordinator he is, he still has a uh, not a lot to work on, but he still has, like, those flaws that he can improve on. Like, uh, I know uh, the caller before, he had the uh, conversation about uh, the adjustments in the second half, and I know you all were talking about, um, like, oh, why – uh, would you make adjustments if you're doing so well in the first half? The second half is the most important part of the game. And if you can't make adjustments to what the defense is adjusting to, then, like, you know, it's pretty pointless. Like, we did it against the Rams where we only got one, uh, a field goal in the second half, and that was a 54-yard field goal. And we could have lost that game. There were many opportunities oh, yeah. where we could have lost. And uh, we did it against San Francisco. And we did it a lot in the in the first half of uh, – uh, uh, throughout the games in all of the regular season games, not all of them, of course, like Denver was an exception, but there's a lot that he needs to work on because this offense is very, very talented for you not to be able to at least adjust to what the defense is doing because you have many weapons that you can use. Like, for instance, I think J- they needed to use Jamison Williams a lot more than what they w- were using him as. So I think – Ben Johnson staying is a great decision for him. And yeah, we need to run it back, of course, and try to next year for a championship. But there, there, there was there was a trust factor there too with J Mo and he earned it. Yeah. Towards the end. There's no doubt yeah. about it. You read about all the you know the things he did behind the scenes. And you gotta be ready. Mm-hmm. And we I I believe J Mo was ready for more. Yes. All right, our telephone number two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Tigers made an interesting announcement yesterday. Caught some people by surprise when it was uh, released over the weekend. We'll talk to Tiger General Manager Jeff Greenberg coming up next. Ninety seven won the ticket. Hey, one week remains. At least one game remains in the football season. But there's a lot of great sporting events coming up. And just think ahead, March Madness. It's right around the corner. Dive into the best pool in history. 
at Stadium Swim, located at Circa Resort and Casino, and you can catch all the biggest games at a viewing experience built for sports fans. Chill in one of the six pools on three different levels for a perfect view of the massive 40-foot-tall, high-definition screen. That's Stadium Swim. It's America's favorite place to watch all sports. You got swim-up bars, insta-ready selfie walls, and one non-stop party going on every time that ball is tipped off or kicked off. Score the perfect game day spot with cozy day beds, private cabanas, or grab a lounge at the center of the action. Reserve your spot today. It's 365 days of sports poolside. Located at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Stadium Swim. All sports. All seasons. Book your spot today at CircaLasVegas.com. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. While everybody was gearing up for the NFC Championship game between the Lions and the 49ers, uh, news broke of the Tigers with a historic contract for a player that's never played in the major leagues as they give Colt Keith an unbelievable contract, $28 million guaranteed over six years. Club options take him out to when he'll be 30 years old or 31, I should say, when he could be uh, regularly be an unrestricted free agent. So the Tigers have this young man under control uh, till 2000 through the 2032 season. To talk about why this was done is the Tigers' general manager, Jeff Greenberg. How are you, Jeff? What's up, guys? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, did you get caught up in uh, Lions uh, mania here? I did. It was uh, as a... As a new uh, Michigander, it was uh, it was quite the uh, quite the run, fun to watch. Did you get to any games? I did not. No, I watched them all uh, pretty religiously on TV, though. So tough, uh, tough outcome on Sunday, but a ton of fun. Great to see the city rally around the team. Uh, I think a bunch of guys here at the Tigers were were watching quite intently and uh, exciting stuff, and gets us uh, excited to get going on our end. Yep, and uh, pitchers and catchers report uh, in a few weeks down, down in Lakeland. Uh, let's talk about the Colt Keith situation. Everybody uh, was very excited about his progress through the minor leagues as a, a young player, fifth-round pick, did great in A, great in AAA last year. And then the decision, which other teams have started to do this, sign guys who they have great expectations for who haven't played yet in the major leagues to a really lucrative contract that uh, kind of a win-win for both sides, uh, even if it doesn't play out, correct? Yeah, no, that, that's that's exactly right. Um, Colts obviously uh, had an impressive track record throughout the minor leagues. You know, he's a fifth-round pick uh, in the 2020 uh, COVID-shortened season, uh, worked his way from from A-ball, worked, worked back from injury in 2022, uh, started 2023 in double-A, was – was terrific there, uh, earned the promotion halfway through the year to triple A. Uh, we started giving him more time at second base. He handled that adjustment well. Um, has done, you know, everything we've asked of him offensively. He's really worked on his defense as well. And so, obviously, a unique contract. And that normally, you know, with these long-term extensions, you're doing it based on what you expect a guy can do. And, and that expectation is in part driven in what, what the player's already done in the big leagues. Cold, obviously, you know, hasn't gotten to the big leagues yet. He's still going to have to to earn that spot um, coming out of camp. But you know, given what he's done uh, up until this point, given um, the the intangibles we've seen throughout his time as a Tiger, just his commitment, his desire to win, his desire to get better. Um, really excited to have him here long term. Would it be fair to say? I, look, there's no guarantees that you know. Hopefully, he'll be the starting second baseman this coming season. Correct? Hopefully. 
Yeah, uh, like I said, he, he hasn't done it yet. Um, that that's what makes this deal unique, and he's still going to have to go go into camp and and earn that opportunity. But but the opportunity is going to be there, and and we feel given um, given this commitment, given the long term extension, that's obviously a reflection of, of the belief we have in him. Um, the confidence we have in him to to really take advantage of that. It may be hard to give specifics on this answer, but Stoney just used that term win-win. And we know that the win for Colt Keith is, hey, you're under contract, you you haven't made the big leagues, but you're going to get paid a lot of money. What's the win for the Tigers? What are some of maybe the minimums that have to happen for this to be a long-term win for the Tigers? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I, I think it's you know it's a win-win for for a handful of reasons. Obviously, there's you know the, there's the upfront commitment that's reflected in the the guarantee in the deal. Um, you know, we have the three club options. Colt will still have that second bite at the apple, so to speak, um, if we exercise all three options and, and gets him to age thirty. If we you know if we exercise those exercise those three, we're still talking about sixty-four million dollars. And upside, um, there are escalators in there that get this thing to 82. So, you know, there's the upfront security. Um, there's his opportunity to get the second bite of the apple. Um, there's the upside through the options at 64 million. There's the additional upside through the escalators at 82. And then there's the there's, there's the value in getting this thing done now and not letting this drag into um, spring training um, so that Cole can really just go out and compete, play baseball. That, that's what he loves to do. He's, he's intent on coming to camp, having a strong season, competing, earning that, that spot. And this gives him um, the peace of mind to do so. So Cole, you know, Cole put well yesterday. If he goes out and, and becomes the type of player we think he can become, um, you know, this contract sets him up well. Um, it provides us the opportunity to have him here long-term, um, to keep both sides happy, and, and we feel that's a great outcome. Right. If he becomes a great player, you guys basically will probably saving a hell of a oh, lot yeah. of money d- down the road. So that's why it's a, a win for, for you guys. Jeff Greenberg, Tigers general manager, joining us. Uh, look, we haven't started spring training yet, but you guys made some you know interesting roster decisions. Uh, tell us what you like the most about the, the new guys who are going to be on this team. Yeah, I mean, we were pretty aggressive, you know, intentionally pretty targeted early in the off season. We, you know, we, we kind of had a list of goals coming into the off season. One of which was to to add a veteran bat. Uh, we were able to do that early in the off season by trading for Mark Hanna. Uh, I feel like he really fits our lineup well. He's, he's a veteran bat who gets on base a ton. Um, fits what what we need more of in our lineup. He's got that veteran presence. Really good at bats. He's just a grinder. Um, you know, makes a ton of contact, makes good swing decisions, good in the clubhouse. So excited to have him um, offensively. And then, you know, on the run prevention side, we, you know, we wanted to bolster both our rotation um, and our pen. Uh, and we feel like we, we were able to do that in the rotation with, you know, Kent Maeda and Jack Flaherty, two veteran pitchers. Um, and, you know, the idea there wasn't to simply add, you know, innings. It was to add uh, potentially quality innings. We feel like both of those guys, um, provide that to us. Uh, so excited at both of those guys. And then um, in the bullpen as well, Andrew Chase, and he's obviously been here before. Yep. Um, he wanted to be here, um, you know, another left-handed reliever who could potentially throw in high leverage uh, situations for us, um, gives us some more flexibility with Tyler Holton back there to use those two guys um, in different situations. And then uh, Shelby Miller, um, you know, another veteran who's, who's been around for a while, 
interesting guy. Like he's always had a really unique fastball um, that plays really well. He, he added a, a split finger last year that played really well, just creates a unique profile, a unique look for us that we didn't necessarily have. And I'm another guy who has the potential to, you know, throw meaningful innings for us. So, um, you know, we were active, we were, we were intentional in what we did, adding, adding those veteran presence on, on both sides of the ball. And uh, we were happy, happy we were able to do it. When you look at the additions that you made, you mentioned you guys were pretty aggressive um, and targeted with where you wanted to add talent, but you also have some other young talent. We've talked about Colt Keith, but there's Jackson Job, Max Clark. We saw Parker Meadows at the end of the year. How excited are you? And what's the projection moving forward in regards to the, you know, how many of those young players that you'll be able to see complement those additions you made in free agency? Yeah, no, we, you know, we've, we've talked about it throughout the course of the offseason. You know, one of the, the, the exciting things, but challenging things when you have, you know, young players who are coming up, they're either, you know, already in the big leagues or you think they have a path to the big leagues um, sooner rather than later is, you know, building in that flexibility on your roster, providing those young guys the runway to eventually take those at bats, um, co- compete for, for positions. And so, you know, that, that's, um, that's a delicate balance. It's something we've tried to do. That's why we, you know, we added the pitching. We added we added a guy like Mark Canna, but um, also preserving that opportunity for for the young guys we have to, you know, either um, contribute right away. Guys like Parker Meadows, who we who we saw last year, or guys, um, you know, who are going to be in the upper levels who we feel have an opportunity to, to compete sooner uh, rather than later. Would it be? Um, I don't know. The, the word I want to use uh, too much, too hopeful to hope that uh, that Torque gets at least forty this year. I mean, if he goes, if he goes the way he did late yeah. in the season, um, anything's possible. So no, he he obviously the the, the adjustments he made, uh, what we saw down the stretch was 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 really exciting, and um, you know, look looking for him to continue to to, to be a, a, a huge driver of our offense. We're going to need you know more guys to step up and. Um, continue to to show some of that progress. We we saw in a lot of different areas um, throughout the course of last year. What have you heard or seen from the development of Casey Buys? Um, you know, obviously coming off the surgery, a lot of excitement around him early on. Then we haven't seen him. Uh, what are you hearing or seeing from him? Yeah, so we were uh, we actually had a development um, camp in, in Lakeland a couple weeks ago. He's already down there. He lives in Tampa, so he's you know he's fully healthy. He got through his rehab, um, you know, end of last year. So he's had a, a normal progression this off season. He, he, he looks great. Um, you know, he's throwing the ball with intent. So, um, you know, he's got an opportunity to obviously be, be a big piece for us um, as does, you know, the Matt Mannings of the world, the Reese Olsons. We've got, you know, feel like we've got a lot of guys who can contribute um, both in the rotation and in the pen. I think we're going to have, you know, a competitive camp, uh, which is a good thing. That's a healthy, healthy thing, but um, Casey's, you know, got a huge opportunity for us and look forward to uh, to getting camp rolling here pretty soon. As you know, the hot button in this town on your team is uh, is the shortstop. Uh, have you kept tabs on, uh, is, is Javi doing anything in the offseason to hopefully get him back to where he was when he was a Cub? Yeah, no, we, uh, we've we been in touch with Javi uh, throughout the offseason. He spent most of it back home in, in Puerto Rico, a little bit of time. Um, in Florida, we've 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 had some coaches actually go down there and work with him. So he's in a good he's in a good headspace physically. He looks really good. It's obviously you know going to be a big camp for him, uh, continuing to work through 
you know, some of the adjustments we, we want him to make um, heading into the year, but um, expect him to, to come in and, and ready to tackle those things. And, you know, we've said it um, throughout the offseason. He's still, you know, he needs to be a big part of this club. He's, you know, one of the few veterans we, we have who's, you know, played in big games, um, seen, seen what that can look like both down the stretch in October. He can still um, be be a big piece for us on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, if we're going to have the type of season we, we, we hope to have, he's, uh, he's going to need to be a big piece of it. Finally, because you uh, worked in the Blackhawk, Blackhawk organization for a little bit, how weird is it for you to see Patrick Kane wear the winged wheel? It's a little weird. I, 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 I sort of had my adjustment moment last year when uh, he went to the Rangers. So right. that was like the really jarring moment. Um, so I'm past that. But, yeah, great to see him. He looks good in the Red Wing Uni. Uh, I think he's coming back from the injury. He's not following, um, you know, as intently as I, as I was when I was the Blackhawks. But it looked like he was playing well. Um, so it will be good to get him back. The Wings have been playing well. They're obviously uh, – Heading into the second half here, I think they're in a playoff spot yep. uh, as of now. So good, good to see those guys play well. Um, good to see Patrick get back hopefully soon and and see what those guys can uh, can do down the stretch. Jeff, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Congratulations on getting the the Colt Keith uh, deal done, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at spring training. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. See you soon. Thanks. All right, All right. Jeff Greenberg, general manager of the Tigers, here on ninety seven one the ticket. Hey, we are in the very last day of January, and your New Year's resolution was to lose weight. How are you doing? You can get there faster than you think. If you haven't done anything about it, now's the time to do it with Ideal You. Go to IdealU.us now, and you could lose 20 pounds in just 30 days. Whether your resolution is to lose 10 or 100 or anywhere in between, Ideal You works, and it works fast. I lost 10 pounds in the first 10 days, and I lost 60 pounds overall, and I've been able to keep it off because of a couple of reasons. I'm eating real whole food. It's not shakes and bars, so it's easy to stay on. I also was given a weight loss coach. They helped me. In the weight loss phase, they've also helped me be able to maintain and keep it off. They're there to support you while you're doing it and beyond. So go to idealu.us now. You can sign up and get a free body composition analysis. That's $150 value free. You can find out your visceral fat percentage, water weight percentage, and so much more. Best of all, you can find out how easy it is to lose weight fast. Picture yourself 20 or 30 pounds lighter in just 30 days. Now's the time to make it happen. Go to idealu.us now. That's idealu.us. 248-539-9797. That is an amazing contract that's signed. Like when I said oh, it's, yeah. it's a win-win because and he and Keith even said this yesterday. I went down there. He said it's great for me, obviously, because I'm going to be making a lot of money. And if I become the player that I want to be and the Tigers want me to be, go to the World Series a couple of times, and then I'm still a free agent at 31. And they get, because of the club options that they have, you know, arbitration stuff, until 2000, through the 2032 season, Yeah, they, if he is really, really good, they will be saving a lot of money. Yeah, and that so that's where I wanted to get to when I was asking them. You know, we we use the term win win, and obviously we know locking a player up at at this age when he hasn't done anything, you're getting right. him at a cheaper price. Yes, but to be able to get value out of what's the minimum he needs to do to be able to get value out of this contract? We know what the win is for Colt Keith. Right. He's also risking some. Oh, absolutely. You know, in He's years risked. 28, 29, 30 of his life. Yeah, but. The, the assurances he has, the confidence that he can go out there, not worry about any of that stuff, and just play now, 
provides him that opportunity to just go out there and play and and and, and play the game. And it's funny, his mom was talking to some people yesterday, and she goes, "Yeah, I mean, just the fact that he doesn't have to worry about you know, or he's." Paying rent and yeah. you know that I mean for for now until his early thirties is just in- incredible. Yeah, and, um, and look, it's been done before. Some of them have worked. Uh, what's his name, Kingery, for uh, one of the teams that they uh, I forget which team it was, Philly or maybe somebody or Seattle. I think signed him and he hasn't worked out exactly. There's been some, but uh, you know, like Ronald Acuna Jr. Now he played a little bit first before he got his. He's you know, losing a lot of money. And the uh, the other guy who plays for the the Braves, what uh, Alves or whatever his name is, I believe, uh, he did the, he did this he did the same thing. Yeah. And he, and his agent got you know raked because you know you're costing your clients so much money by doing this. But it's it's all speculative. It's, it's all risk reward. Yeah. And absolutely. there's risk on both sides. That's why this is you know you could say it's a win win. Maybe it's it, sometimes it's a lose lose. Yes. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, ben Johnson. That's a win for the Lions. He's coming back as the offensive coordinator. We've been talking about that a, a, a lot. You know, he's done a great job as the offensive coordinator. And allegedly, not that I care or you care, John, he uh, he ticked off the commanders because they found out about it while they were flying here. But they were flying here to talk to him and Aaron Glenn, so yeah. it's not like they're wasting fuel unless they were only giving it to Aaron Glenn for to have some Rooney Rule stuff, but I think they've already interviewed yeah. enough uh, minor, uh, African-Americans to, to fit that request. Yeah, and you know, all right, there's plenty of money for them to to go on a little joyride, yes. even if it's yes. not uh, to finish the deal and, and come to Detroit. All right, well, let's take a little tour around the air yeah. and uh, let's change our flight plan and go back home. Right. Uh, if you're that upset about it, then but they're still they're supposedly interviewing Aaron Glenn today, right? So they were going to be here anyway. That's that's the whole thing. Is it, it seems kind of pointless for them to to come out and say, "Oh, well, we were we're so mad because we were coming to Detroit to interview him." Well, no, you were coming to reportedly to interview both coaches. Yes. So you know, screw you. Maybe Ben Johnson. You know, you know, and I know pretty well. Maybe he just didn't want to go there because he didn't want to deal with the Beltway. Uh, the, the, the traffic in Washington. You do have to area. live there. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mark and Ipsy, you're on 97 won the ticket. Yeah. Hi guys. How you doing today? Good. Um, um, so I got three things to say and I got a question. Okay. Um, number one, I think that, um, you, Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell were the, I mean, they're excellent coaches, but I do think that Aaron Glenn needs to be replaced because you just allowed 27 points. And an NFC championship game, unanswered points, and an NFC championship game in one half of football. Now, I know it is all the defense's fault because of the Gibbs fumble and, you know, put them in a bad spot, but you still, there was other other things there. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to, second thing I wanted to say was Mike, Mike Vrabel coming in as the defensive coordinator. I know you guys said it's a demotion for him to come in. But what better way to springboard for the next coaching position for you to win a Super Bowl Show up that defense, win a Super Bowl for a see it's never won one with Ben Johnson. And the next season, Ben Johnson and Mike Vrabel both get head coaching positions somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? After you just won a Super Bowl with a city that's never won one. Um, number three, I have a great nickname for our offensive line. Um, like, you know, most great teams have you know, nicknames, like the grind line for the wings. Mm-hmm. The assembly line for our offensive line should be our – 
our nickname for the uh, offensive line because they just make that offense work. I believe um, I believe the person who will join us at nine thirty five came up with that already. Wojo came uh, up with the assembly line. Bummer. Yeah. I, I know. Had, I and it is, it is a bummer to be on the same wavelength with that guy. I, I get that. <laughs> but yes, I believe I heard him say he should call them the, the, the assembly, assembly line. line. Yes. yes. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. All right. He brought up the defense. Let's talk about the defense coming up after Chris Villar's update. Should Aaron Glenn be back? Ninety seven won the ticket. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.